comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos!
many things that we said we began to um, outline the things that when men take notice of 
and in some of them engage them, yield to them, they will make progress in their encounters. So it is not enough, obviously, that a man had an encounter. It is more important that progress is made in that encounter. And one thing should be um, fundamental in your understanding of the things pertaining to God. If something is coming from God, then that thing is as deep as God. Are you with me? In fact, in the pillars of discernment, one of the pillars of discernment is origin. So sometimes, you might not be able to discern what is bad or good, right or wrong, truth or false, except that you, will, you might have to go back to the origin because some of um, the indices for measuring in discernment in the two cases can be the same. Are you with me? So if you use manifestation, it might mean that the two manifestations are the same. If you use many things, it can be the same. But by the time you came to the source or origin, you will find out that there are, it's not possible that two divergent, two divergent issues can come from the same source. The scripture is consistent in that um, um, concept that it is not possible that two divergent streams and systems can come from the same source. For an example, he said that when you manifest the fruit of the flesh, it cannot be that you are operating from the spirit. So, dependent on the fruit we see in your life, we can know where you are drawing your reference from. Are you getting the point? So, when a man lies, fornicates, can we say he is drawing from the spirit? You see it. So, it is not... The scripture is trying to tell us in that book of Galatians that at the point a man used to this, let's know at this point now, it was the flesh. Huh? At the point he began to become peaceful, patient, we, we can also know that it is the spirit. Are you with me? That means there are two frames of reference. And most times the difference between these two frames of reference is so minute that you might have to trace the origin. So if you don't know how to get to the origin and source of a matter, you might be deficient in your discernment. And it is a problem. If you are with me, say Amen. amen. If you are with me, say Amen. amen. So many times we might have to go to the origin of a matter for us to understand how to progress in it. Now, um, if you, because there are a few scriptures I need to read here concerning where I stopped yesterday. Hmm? But no matter what we get to discuss, it is not possible that we even understand the purpose of what we are doing if we don't get to the point where there is a fundamental understanding in our heart that encounters springs up from somewhere. I can even say it better. Encounters springs up from someone. You know, it can be that it's something you encountered. But if you check well in that thing, you will see that there is someone that that thing typifies or represents. So for every encounter, there is someone. That is why yesterday I was trying to get you people to see that there is a spirit accompanying every encounter. And when a man journeys deep in the experience of that encounter, according to our teaching, 
this is this can only be possible as you make progress in it you will notice that the capacities of that spirit will be given to you the powers of that spirit will be given to you the educations of that spirit will be given to you and of course after some time you will become you start behaving because the spirit intends to manifest himself through you you will start behaving like that spirit So you see somebody like Benihin. Are you with me? If you are with me, say Amen. Amen. Somebody like Benihin carries the glory of God, the presence. In my own opinion, Benihin is not well, might not be the greatest miracle worker, healer. I hope you know. I know many healers and miracle workers got activated through his ministry, but many of them went ahead and manifested higher dimensions of the healing and, and miracle ministry. But there is something Benihin is on top. I'm yet to see a man that carries the, the measure of glory that he carries. Kai! Are you seeing it now? Now, that is not my point. My point is this. Benihin fellowshiped with that spirit to the point that he began to affect the way he is dressing. Are you getting my point now? So, the target of the spirit that brought the encounter. All of you know his encounter. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Are you with me? The purpose of the Spirit is that the Spirit will continue to lead you on the path of education to the point that even physically, eh, you will start behaving like the Spirit because the Spirit doesn't want His um, personality to be um, veiled. So, anytime Benihin appears, it will seem as if a physical Holy Spirit have appeared. So, there is no better way to represent the mannerisms of the Holy Spirit if he comes physically, except that man appears. So, he becomes a physical embodiment. That is the desire of a spirit that gives you an encounter. He will lead you in the the education long enough that even physically, the way you talk, the way you behave, will be a full representation. The spirit will now be made flesh in your life. Did you understand this? Now, if you understand it, then your heart has to be on a fundamental. And the fundamental is the source of an encounter. And an encounter is as deep as the source. And most times, the sources of encounters are persons. So, if an encounter is from God, how deep is that encounter? encounter? It's as deep as God. Are you with me? That's the point I'm trying to make. And if it is as deep as God, then that fundamentally you have to be taught on how to progress in that encounter. I have watched Benihin, his videos from as, as far back as early 90s, till 2000, till 2010, till 2020. And if you watch the man, you will see that there is always there, there is a consistent change. The spirit continued to teach him further in the encounter that there was a consistent change in his mannerisms, in his temperament, in his delivery, in his function, eh? even in the powers that he has. The spirit continued to teach him. Initially, when he started, he lays hands a lot. But you notice as he progressed, it's the same spirit, it's a progress, is one encounter. As he progressed in the encounter, should I even tell you people, I've not said this before, but before I had that encounter, I was soaking Benihin for weeks. Th- those days in UNN, Wi-Fi, 
and they went on strike. There is the one that is near the library that time. That one is up to 5 MB per second. So even if you put even if you put 200 MB, it will go. I went, there is one of our pastors, he gave me his laptop to do projects. <laughs> see, so when they give me the laptop, I was busy doing, what is my desire is what I was doing with the laptop, not the project. Because the woman said I should start my project afresh. I packed the project. Let me face my destiny. I downloaded and downloaded. I downloaded countless. I'll be soaking it every day. Every day. Every day. That's by the way. So, my point is this. Benihin used to wear tie. Hmm? He used to wear shirts like this, talking. Then after some time, tie. Then after some time, tie and suit. Are you with me? Oh? Then he used to use mic like this. Then after some time, he stopped using mic because he noticed that something happens faster when he uses two of his hands. So he began to think, is there no way I can get something that can make the two of my hands free? That one of the great best sights I like about the man is when he spreads his two arms. Hi! He looks like a cherubim. I noticed that as he began to grow his shouting began to reduce did you notice and his the spirit began to teach him more skills sometimes he lays hands sometimes he uses his mouth sometimes he does his hand like this the last time he came to the Lagos he just said the Holy Spirit is going to move. I will just do my hand like this. Then he did like this. Everybody was falling. I said, what is this? Those days I used to watch it. I finished and went and did my hand like this. <laughs> do you know what happened? I think you know. Nothing happened. Anyway, there are days I realized I had an encounter consistent with that dimension. But still, I have not progressed enough in the encounter to see that level of function. Many of you has happened to you. When probably you go to a meeting, probably because you follow me and all that, there are certain things about me you have seen manifest in your life. And you know you have this encounter. But when you went, there is one you used to see me do. You wanted to do it. It didn't work. You wanted to, it didn't work. Do you know why? You have not progressed. The encounter is valid. But you have not progressed in it long enough that that kind measure of function will now be released in your life. Huh? So sometimes you can come and say, There are three people here. The anointing will come upon you. It will come upon you. People will do nothing will happen. You now say, Holy Ghost, don't disgrace me here. Later I will apologize. <laughs> It is not necessarily because what you heard is not correct. Maybe one of these days I will tell you people. But there is, there is a layer of authority. Hearing what God wants to do is one. The power, the, the authority of the apostolic grace is that once they come, they activate the things. Whether it concerns them or not, they bring function. 
So when you start around them, if there is anything that needs to be working in your life, it will start working. So what they do is that they are targeting day by day in their authority. Authority. So when you grow in the authority, when you come, if there is something, one thing is that there is something God wants to do. I heard about an apostle in, in the north those days. He came in the campus and saw a group of believers praying. And what they are praying for has come. is hanging in the atmosphere. But nobody had what it takes to bring it down. So he just entered there, brought it down, brought it down. All of them started functioning and was activated. Are you seeing the point now? So, seeing that thing that the man did now, let's say you saw it. Has he translated to... So, because you saw it has not translated to bringing it down, you must have what it takes to also bring it down. So, it's possible what you heard is correct, but you don't have what it to bring it down. Amen. So, um, if this is true, then let's get back to where we stopped. Our um, point of pause yesterday was building altars around our encounters as a structure of progress. Amen. I think we need to read a few scriptures. Sorry, if I move forward so that our faith will be grounded. Genesis chapter 12 verse 7. Genesis chapter 12 verse 7. The person of interest in this matter now is the patriarch Abraham. If you are there, say Amen. I know at this is not there. If you are there, say Amen. amen. If you are not there, say wait for us. Sister Faustina. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. Can you see what is happening, Ramon? Huh? God appeared to him. So it is obviously what? An encounter. And the proceeds of that encounter is that God began to give Abraham promises. Promises. Prophecies. Promises. Are you following? Follow. He said. Unto thy seed will I give this land. Meaning that I don't want to go further. Whatever it is that is the content of this promise will have to go beyond the man, Abraham, and get to his children, children. That means a time will come, even him will not be physically present. So, how do we ensure that what God said will happen, even if we are no more alive to see the full fulfillment and manifestation? Are you seeing it? There are encounters you have that will live beyond you. And your children's children, sorry, in the natural and in the spiritual might have to be the ones that will benefit from it. So the scope of God's promise and um, agreement with you might have to go beyond you as a person and go to people that get to get aligned with you. So if it is true, it might mean that you will not get to the point where you are physically present to supervise and know what happened in each instance. Then how do you ensure that that which God said comes to pass if you didn't even get to be there present or physically? Watch. I will give you this land. That one is, is, not, is not open-ended. 
Huh? This is a close case. He said, I will give you this land. Close. Now, how did Abra- what did Abraham now do? Watch. Let's read the, the last part together. One, two, ready, go. Remove that word appeared and put encounter. So, and there builded he an altar unto the Lord. Who what? So, he builded an altar unto the Lord who encountered him. I will yet show you. You can think this is a mistake. You will find out that this is a... There is a reason why Abraham is the father. By the time we got to the book of Hebrews, the scripture said he was looking for a city. Abraham is a spiritual man. The things he did are strange. How did he know the principle of tithing? Because Abraham was functioning as a king over the earth. And the laws he's activating is beyond human beings. There are such laws that have the capacity to superimpose their influence even over your... Your will is not too strong for it. So it must be, you with me, that an author have the capacity to bring an insurance. Did you see where I started? I said the scope of this promise and prophecy obviously we go beyond Abraham. And it will mean that a time might come. Abraham will probably not be physically present to, let's assume he has the power to cause it to come to pass. That he has the power and grace to live in such a way that it will come to pass. But the scope is, I will give this land unto your seed. So, it will mean that by the time the fulfillment of this prophecy is coming, Abraham might have even died. Are you with me, oh? Now, if it is true, how do we ensure that even when he has physically died, that the promise is now fulfilled? Obviously, and I've said it before, whether you know it or not, every of God's promise is conditional. Whether it is said or not. Come and strike the keyboard for me. I've started hearing a sound in the spirit. Every of God's promise has a condition. In fact, anytime you and God relate, there is a condition, whether it is spelled out or not. You know, the hyper grace people want to remove those sort of things. I mean, they want to live a reckless life. But when you go through the whole of the New Testament, especially the epistles, you will see that the whole of the epistles is full of conditions. In fact, if there is no basis or need for conditions, then there will be no need for the epistles. Because the epistles came, obviously, to correct the living of a people and show them the exact way to behave. So if everything they have been doing was correct and have the capacity at that mode to be able to achieve the purposes of God, then there will be no need for any epistles. It will mean that they have achieved the stature, the knowledge and understanding. And it takes for them to progress fully to God's intent in their life. But you will just check the epistles. From Romans to Corinthians, all of them, it is a proof that a people have come in a place where they are diverging, where they are getting out of context with God's opinion. And a man with a grace from heaven have to set things in order. 
That is why anytime Paul appears, the fundamental um, agenda of the apostolic grace is not to do miracle, is not to do many things. It is actually to set things in order. So, when a genuine grace appears here, he must find something wrong. Because the target, if, are you with me? Not necessarily. Now, I'm not saying he must find something wrong. I mean, if the target of God is not being met, huh? a genuine apostolic grace is disturbed with the fact that the target of God is not being met. And it is not ending there because if it ends there, it is normal. It can be universal in all the offices. But a genuine apostolic grace have a trench. His horn is constructed, molded in such a way that it pipes, in, pipes into the wisdom of God to understand what needs to be done in that moment because wisdom comes with solution. So it is not enough that you are not making progress, that you are stagnated. That the last time you prayed and God came was six months ago. That you cannot even explain what happened to you. But a genuine apostolic grace will offer at least seven solutions to that possible kind of case. And their solution is taken from the scripture that you have been reading every day. But it is brought in such a way that you have not seen it as a solution. For example, there are young men that went and confronted with territorial beings. Eh? And when they did it, darkness came upon their soul. And they began to go down in their prayer life. Young men, ladies, all of them, they used to be on fire. They entered campus, organized prayers. They did certain territorial business. They, don't, they didn't understand. By their zeal, they thought every ministry is ministry. They didn't know what they did was territorial. And a dark spirit came and put hand on their soul. Because they did not have somebody experienced in that dimension enough to show them what is happening and how to deal with it. They continued on that line. They struggled. From struggling with their prayer life, they entered into depression. But when you are submitted, when you follow a correct apostolic leading, one of the things you will know is that all those junctions in your walk with God that would have brought a pitfall for you, wisdom will show you sufficient path of exemption. That is if you want to obey anyway. Are you blessed? So Abraham, Abraham at this point, built, God says something. If God, if you are the one, God says, oh I will bless you next year. Homajib. No, homajib, not the rain. I, I saw the way you are not moved. In our days, it was homajib. How many of you know Homaji? Those who used to, used to write them down. Homa, Homa hot one, Homa hot two, Homa, Homa three. Until I saw one man, he was using it to pack bamboo. Bamboo. Vanity upon vanity. All is what? You know bamboo? Bamboo. The one they used to build now. Bamboo. That stick they used to build, uh -huh. that's what they are, they are putting it inside home. 
I'm telling you. In the days they started doing blood money in this in the southeast. Do you guess the cars they used to? No, it's not Homer yet. Makes this be boot. Pijot, but to mobile Nigeria pan. Pijot 404. Kai. Tia Robert pan. My father said those days, if you bring it out of the company, you tear the leather. That in tear leather is not, there is no tear leather now. It's hard to find a tear leather car. That tear leather is true. You tear the leather, it will be smelling for six months. Hi, Jesus. It has an inspiration. My God. That's why many people are lazy. When you hear the smell of tear leather, you will be inspired to work hard. Real tear leather car. Tear the leather like this. You have not met tear leather. I'm sure you have not really met the tear leather car. Those new cars you are seeing, they are not tear leather. It is hard to see a man that buys tear leather now. That person is really rich. All those new cars you are seeing, we are selling, none of them is tear leather. It inspires young men those days. My father said, after by, when you tear the leather, in the morning you allow it. The way you know that it's a fresh car is that you go to the exhaust, you will see water dropping from it. Kai! Anemos. The dew of heaven. That's what young men those days will see. This. Instead of me to be poor, make could go do blood money. Because it's tear leather. It inspires men. If they want to invite you to their court, the way they do evangelism is inside the tear leather. They bring you into the tear leather. You stay there. Everything will be smelling fresh and new. In your own mind, you have entered tear leather. Yeah, I'm not sure you have entered a new car in your life. They, they bought it new doesn't mean it's a new car. Let me stop here. Aaron is not happy with me, but it's not as if I care. But I have to tell you the truth. Amen. Back to what I'm saying. So Abraham, Abraham builded altars to make sure that what God said will be perpetuated. Even if you are not there, the authors will continue to speak. Probably as we get to see subsequent in our subsequent teachings. In your family, as long as there is an author, if your grandfathers had an agreement with the spirit to give them an advantage, huh? the, the spirit must get them to build an altar for them. Never. You cannot agree with a spirit and it will not make you to build an altar. Because that is the way to ensure that the agreement are not. They know that you don't live oh, 78, you don't die. But they don't want the agreement to be truncated. So you build an altar. So after you die, five years after you die, the spirit, the altar will start speaking and looking for another person to service it. That, that was actually what was happening to Jacob. The altar of his grandfather is looking for service. And he was dragging him. Dragging him. Dragging him. You know one of the ways to ensure that your children will never be wayward. Don't force them all. Just be daughters. 
view daughters around them. They will stumble on one. One day they will say, I don't want, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything in Portacop. All these things. I don't want to do anything with my father. Anything. And then say, let me just escape. He finds himself at Newe. In Sabo. Huh? After two months, he's in even your father eh, that wanted you to serve God and be a minister of the gospel will tell no, he's not this kind. <laughs> we want you to serve Jesus, but not this type. Eh? How many of you they have told if they have not told you you are not serious? Eh? We want you to serve Jesus, but not this toy, especially in the night. If you are a young lady, it's worse. At least say what somebody will hear. Which one is? Are they beating you? (laughs) You see, but um, some of them don't know that it is some of the things that they did that is implicating their children. As human beings, they, that's how human beings are. When God starts answering your prayer, you will not like the way He's answering it. You will still like to use your human mind to shape the answer of God. If God begins to really answer your prayer, He will defeat every possibility of understanding it with your mind. He will cripple you in such a way that he, you will know that you didn't have impute in this one. Huh? Because if they allow your mother or your father, you will say, it's the training I gave my daughter. I trained my daughter well. God will make sure that a time will come where your mother will know all of the things manifesting in your life now is not as a result of home training. She will give up. I pray you come to that point in Jesus' name. You are not useful until you come there. God must defeat. He must come to a point where no human being will glory in the progress you made in life. Am I saying home training is not good? Home training is good, but it's not the qualification for what we are doing. God will defeat everything that you are in the natural. So that even your family members will not say, I was talking with my mother the other day. She said, I have always been a good child. No wonder I'm like this now. Actually, I used to be better than this. (laughs) I know you won't believe me, but you can say I'm good now, but I used to be I used to be quiet. My name those days, if you are an evil man. Oh, now don't listen to my message. <laughs> my name those days is What will make me to talk now? I mean, I'm comfortable with the way life is going. <laughs> I mean, all of you can be do, moving the thing. People are doing things, leading things. Me, I'm comfortable in watching you. Thank God. He gave me small brain. This is my big head. Something is inside. Small. So I always pass in the class. I always take, take first position. So it's only when results come out that you will know I'm around. But before the results, nobody knows. Those days, a woman that used to say something around our village that time, now said, somebody stole something from the shop. That I'm the one. That I'm the one. My mother has not bothered to ask me. She said, my son cannot steal it. It's not possible. 
my own son cannot steal this especially this my son cannot steal this because as a father you can have three sons hmm? and one you know that I can't swear uh, you know before it might not be him but you can't openly defend him you have to go and ask him to be sure before but my mother didn't need to see me say my son can't collect what is not his own guess what they finally investigated and found out it's true I know you don't believe it. I've never fought in my life. I'm that good. I've not once. I've not. Even though at some point I wanted to fight, fight was no more coming. <laughs> yes. From the time I finished secondary school, you can't finish from money and no one to fight even if it's once. So those days, I know why slippers and lay is here. Then it was a treasure. Do you know what is treasure? A very big wallet with only pepper inside. It was treasure as well. Can they buy treasure now? It is the treasure. Buy treasure. Is a wise thing. Okay, you know this enough. <laughs> oh no, but you won't know. So you understand this. So that's and meanwhile with all this thing, I was already born again and speaking in tongue. No, not speaking in tongue. I was already born again. I was the chapel prefect of Pentecostals. With all this thing, I was the best. Onichai is not a good place those days. I heard that now everything is now very quiet. It was not a good place. In the night, my school is one of the best in the area. Huh? But in the night, boys still and I'm offense. They go to there is a place called Marquis. You people will not know. Remember Marquis is in Onicha. Front line. Abakoba. Hey! Jesus. I didn't go there, but I know the names anyway. Because boys live. Small boys in secondary school. There is nothing like small boy in our nature. Nothing. There's nothing like small boy. So I came back with red eye one day in SS1 and entered. Now to step. Now matter. Are you sure you don't know this? You must know it. When I enter, my mother was saying, I Whatever you came back with, drop it at the gate. Drop it at the gate. Jesus. And my mother can be dramatic. She she believes. You cannot truly express your spiritual condition without being something physical. (laughs) 
what he said is whatever my father has not planted, I uproot it. I uproot it. I uproot it. Those days I'll be doing my hair like this as if he's not uprooting. His years later, I found out she's operating from where your strong hair can't do anything to that, you know. It is actually uprooting. It is years that I found out things uprooted from my head. So, anytime I go back for holidays, I come back normal. But if, if you stay around on each something will enter again. But at the end, Jesus did not allow us. But I was quiet and I was good. But a time will come, all the goodness that you are in the natural has nothing to do with. In fact, one of the things God will begin to do when He's interested in using you is that He'll begin to disgrace your strength in the natural. All that your life will demand for you to make progress will be anti your strength. Watch. If you are a quiet person, then your destiny might demand that you have to come out. You have to come out. So, and people have clapped for you all your life that you are very quiet. You don't like coming out. I just want to stay in the back and be supporting what you people are doing. <laughs> How many of you? You know, anyway, I don't need to ask you. You know what I'm saying. So, for you to now live your destiny, are you with me? You have to conquer by the Spirit. What people used to clap for you and say it was your strength before in the natural. But now, that's your strength before in the natural. That they used to say, I want to answer your is now an enemy of your destiny. And if it's an enemy, then it's not from God. So it must be conquered. That's why you are like this. That's why you are that's why you are like this. When my eyes open. I said, make me wide, Holy Ghost. Make me wide. Put fire in my bones. When I, I stand before any man, let them know. People that knew me in primary school saw me again now. They said, this is not the shadow we know before. The one we knew was a lamb. This one is a lion. Kupaka, <laughs> I'm now a brutal man. I appeared during my father's burial. And I stood. All those elders, they saw me. When they will be discussing on the things they do, they will say, they will do like all of them, they will be wrecking, saying they will do this. I will cook myself from the night. I prayed and fasted. I will come from 2 a.m. when I'm praying till daybreak. I walk into my father's compound. I don't come as if I don't come to Peko. When you see me appear, I appear as a king. I don't want you to talk like this. When I walk on the street, when I appear, I don't appear as if as I, I, there is a, there are days I used to walk like this, and I can still do it. But when I appear in this one, when I appear, I appeared because I know that we are many. Mm. Me and my entourage, we appeared. And I'm looking at them to find out who is the one giving trouble. Elders, who are the ones looking for trouble? When they, I'm not lying to, this is not story. Ask my sisters. Hmm? Anytime I appear, all of them keeps short. 
Anything I say is the one until I leave. They will now start saying, hey, it's like this. You will. Somebody said, why is this man, why didn't he say this thing when I came? It was when I left he was saying it. Huh? The people that know me before, they didn't know. It was during that time they found that I was a lion that I have been hiding. I looked at one of my uncle. I raised my voice. I stood. I told him, what are you saying? I looked at his eyes. He couldn't say anything. It is not natural. It is in the spirit we conquer man. The Lord told Joshua, he said, all the days of your life, no man can stand before you. I believe it is my reality. I can't stand in my place, in my destiny. A man will stand before me. I'm not preaching, no. I'm telling you my reality. When you stand long enough with me, you will know that it's an authority backing what I'm saying. People boast. It's not boasting. No, I don't have time for that. I'm just telling you for your own benefit. Because when you speak like this, some people can fall prey to the sword. Or the sword can help them. So they know what they are interacting with. Hmm? Is this your prayer now? You, have spo- you used to be a good boy since you started praying. Hmm? And you agreed. See your head. Let me be a bad person. Bad son. I don't care. For many years, they are saying I'm bad. That you have started misbehaving. That What they don't know is that those things are my, my powers in the flesh. My powers in the natural. You will never become anything useful. God will not use anything in the flesh. Conquer all of them. I don't want to go here. There is a song I saw. If I sing it now. Don't you want us to make progress in this? <laughs> Amen. So, this is Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. Let's see Genesis 12. Let's see verse 8. Verse 8. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east and there what did he do anytime Abraham makes movement he builds an altar anytime he moves he builds an altar his path is littered with altars this is a man he doesn't know what will happen tomorrow he has not walked this path altars are insurance in the spirit the insurance that the spirit that gave you promise to lead you on the path will continue to appear. If you don't have an altar, how are you sure that the spirit will come? Because altars are the connecting point between the spirit realm and the physical realm. So once there is an altar, the spirit that inspired the building of the altar will continue to pay visit as long as sacrifices come upon it. When a man brings a sacrifice upon an altar, then the spirit you had and you are trying to fellowship. The altar is the place of fellowship. The spirit dimension fellowships with the physical dimension. Eh? At the place of the altar. 
So if you are still interested in the fact that the one that gave you, because Abraham didn't see God physically, and many of the things he did, the scripture told us he did it by faith, not by sight. That, but, but, but there is something people miss. They just say faith. They don't know that his faith has substance. And the substance of his faith is garnered from the experiences and the activities of his altar. Now, a man of the altar might not yet have the manifestation, but anytime he goes to pray, the kind of energy and activities that go on in your place of prayer is such that you will not deny that it can only be a matter of time. Are you with me? You see the way you are praying. Nobody prays like that. Are you with me? And not have something happen in his life. So if God comes and tells you something about your life, you have a reason, you have a basis of substantiation. And that is the activities going on around your altar. So imagine somebody like Abraham and God is telling him to do things that nobody has done before. Huh? And the person telling him to do that is not in the physical dimension that he can go physically and consult the person. So what and how do, do, do you expect this man now to ensure that the man that said it will continue to be around to ensure that what he said and promised will come to pass? Is it not that you find a means of insuring? Is it not that you find a way of insurance? So it will mean that the way to ensure, the fundamental way to ensure an encounter is to build an altar around it. So when any time, when and any time Abraham has an encounter with God, what he does is to build an altar around it. Then once that altar is set up, eh, the experiences surrounding that altar will become immortalized. An altar have the capacity to immortalize an experience. You know? Yes. Write it. What do I mean by this? In case you are no more there, huh? your child stumbles on that altar and have the same experience you had of it. Why? There is an altar that was built around that encounter. One thousand years later, a man appears and sits in that place and have the same encounter. Why? There is an altar built around it. So an altar immortalizes your encounter. So for somebody like Abraham, he learned a secret of shifting his experiences from time and earth-based experience to the realm of the spirit. And he knows that if he's in the realm of the spirit, then it is in a realm of perpetual infinitum. As long as men meet the conditions, as I said yesterday, eh, they will still receive again the process of the encounter. It can never die. Are you seeing it now? So, if you leave it in the natural, if it dies, it dies. Rain can even come and beat down the physical building. But the structure is not about the physical building. It is something that is set up in the spirit. And he hangs it by faith. That's why he is the father of faith. He is the father of faith not just because of the things you heard spoken about him. He is the father of faith by, but because of many altars that he built. You don't build an altar if you, if you are not a man of faith. In fact, <laughs> an altar is a proof you are a man of faith. Because an altar is a plane of interacting with a spirit being. Something you are not seeing. Spirit dimension. Things that is not seen. So you must have the capacity to expect something to happen or to always be consistent in manifesting that is not natural if you build an altar. So Abraham comes. 
build God said move your tent he moved from um, where do you go to school a suit he, he built an altar in a suit then he leave go to Samfara for you service what is the next thing you should do the, the reason why people miss did I say this many things can happen to you during your youth service and they will be lost why you did not build an, an altar around it any season of your life that you did not build an altar around are encounters that will definitely be lost in the future it cannot last not last. And I taught you people what it means to build an altar. Is it not true? I taught you. You need to know. You need to know what it means to build an altar. Huh? When an encounter comes, you build an altar. An altar is a place where you cause the spirit that um, gave you the promise to come and verify your place of contact with him. Huh? You gave me a promise. You say, now build an altar eh? on the basis of this promise and the spirit comes and verifies it so anytime I put sacrifice on this altar eh? the proceeds of that encounter will come again because that is a verified place of engagement between me and the spirit hmm? so I encountered favor watch five years ago I encountered favor and the day I encountered favor, what did I do? Many of you are not intelligent. What did you do? You didn't even probably. <laughs> there is somebody that came. Why am I saying this? Came and he was looking for something. And he now came and sowed into my life. And from that day, his life changed. Things began to move. Even warfare around you, whether he prayed or not, they were crumbling. Huh? Then after some time, things became normal. You know, he started struggling. He was so in everywhere, other things, things were, but he stopped. What he noticed is that he started struggling. Started struggling. Do you know why? He didn't build an altar around the encounter. And the altar you build is not you, you don't have the capacity to be creative huh? you don't have the capacity to be creative the spirit will, will show you what it demands for the altar to be built and many times what it takes is what it took to invoke the encounter in the first place as I said yesterday Many of the time, all that spirit we take from you is that for you now, once every three months. Hmm? If I tell you this one now, it will seem as if I'm talking to you. Let me go and meet another person. For you now, eh? other people around your prosperity, other people do 10%. Hmm? You do 20%. You now do it when it was one thousand. 
do it when it was 10,000. And then 100,000 entered. Come on, 100,000. The person commutes 20,000 from 100,000. He don't finish up. And my phone is bad. Phone, good phone is 50,000. Transport to the place of my work. Money has finished. Promise, be wise. Don't be foolish. You will not be hearing singing. Promise, be wise. Then you speak in tongues and the spirit will leave. Give the 20. I will say, My son, I will give you 500. What's 20% of 500? Huh? 100. You go to 100. You will give it, but it has not left your heart. And then you meet God and tell God that is it not possible that we increase the capacity of this our agreement since I've known that you can meet me here why not give me a contract of 20 million say it's easy huh? increase it to 40 he said whatever you say Lord whatever you say Precious calf until the hundred million lands, and you calculate forty percent of hundred million is forty million. Are you a madman? <laughs> Just take five million and give them. If you see the way we'll be rejoicing here, huh. I will call you and be pouring oil one bottle. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, you are living in disobedience. It's only you that know. And the problem with this is that God gets quickly offended with things like this. Should I tell you? This is not the kind of thing you go and ask for forgiveness in prayer. It's not, Father, forgive me for not giving. No, you have to pay what you owe and pay extra. Hmm? I know you don't like this in my teaching because the people you are playing with, the agreement is not common. It's not a universal agreement. If the, the context is a universal matter, like forgiveness of sin is universal, born again, Holy Ghost baptism is universal. There are many things that is, but you came to a point where God singled you out and on the basis of many things brought a, an agreement that is between you and Him. Huh? The consequences cannot be universal. If it was universal, why is God blessing you before and not giving others? So why do you expect when you now misbehave, you are saying, God, you are the God that forgives everybody. Hmm. This is my teaching. Let me stop. Let me. But when you encounter the trouble now, you will come back to You will remember this message. Since you don't want to accept it now. The thing about truth is that you... 
you have to accept it in life and in death you choose one and that's my job this is how men survive there is something we did here that made the revival hub come to this point it is not normal huh? there is a way we used to give and at one point I came and met God and told God that doing this thing is not feasible I, told, I prayed for two weeks as I was praying I was losing my peace I was doing as I was doing the Holy Ghost was going back he was going and I said what are you saying Lord he started coming as he was coming I said it's not feasible he started going back I said what is this I said oh yeah come he said come let's do the mass watch you know some of you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit believe it or not that's a fact so I don't I don't talk to him the way a normal person talks that's how I know when he is when he is grieved I know very fast I said oh God watch add this be adding let me be adding add it add it add it add it are you, are you not seeing the way it's growing? It's not feasible. Hmm? When I said it's not feasible, we will stop talking. Finally, we now obeyed. That's why the revival hub with you. I know you don't like giving. Hmm? But if we need money in revival hub, you will clear your account. That's how it works. In revival hub, you give in the future. <laughs> the way the thing comes, it makes men to give in the they give their they pledge their future. It's not normal. Though. There are people that has pledged Lord, even the money, not this one I have, even the one that is about to come. I have pledged it to revival hub. Hmm? You think it's because you like revival hub? Nah lie. But something they move you. I know many people here that don't like giving. Many of you. You, just, you don't know, but I know you don't like giving. The male and the female. But when we say give, all of them will give. I have seen it before. We are living in a place and the fellowship will ask people to give them money. The, the damsel will not bring chichi. But I will say we need money. Uh, we need money to buy something. If you have, give. If you don't have, keep your money. And don't have. To. After tomorrow, we close. They will be rushing to come and give. How is this thing I said? I didn't even persuade them. I didn't even give them time to do shakara. Do you know why? A spirit. An altar is powering what you are saying. If you think I'm joking, come and call for money. Even you will not give. You are the one calling. <laughs> I'm telling you. Have you not? It has not happened to you before. Then you have not called for money. There are days you'll be calling for money, but you say you don't really want to give. It has not happened to you. You don't really want to give. 
and this thing I'm saying, on Abba, on Abba, where you don't really want to give. So, so how do you expect somebody else to give? Let me stop here. Say altars. Say altars. Do you know why I'm telling you this? I had an encounter with the angel of the Lord when I was in the north, and he told me about finances. Now, a normal man, once he had that encounter, will now run away. I have to find a way to build an altar around that encounter. That is the way it became permanent. Huh? From that day, it has grown to many things, but there was an altar built around it. He told me every month, do this. Every month, do this. There was no result until after eight months. You don't know the power of the sacrifices you are laying on the altar until the day of trouble. That's what many people ignore because God will still want you to live your life naturally even though there is an investment of the supernatural dimension and on that account He will still allow you to labor, work hard. You must read your book. Somebody wants to use seed and sow and then she will not read and then she will pass. Ah. Try it. Come and tell me to pray for you so that you will not read. You will pass. I will pray for you to fail. Maybe three times. So your head will be correct. Do you know why? You will pass if you read. You will know that there is a supernatural dimension in what you are doing. But you must read your book. Huh? Huh? There is a man that said if you speak in English, the people you are telling have understood. Now, it's a proverb on its own because when we say something, the people I'm talking to understand. Huh? In Jesus' name. There are people I'm not talking to because they read a lot. Second place, okay, another place, 13, 13 verse 4. 13, 13 verse 4. Chadiko, where are you? Let's find you. Unto the place of the altar which had he had made there at first and there Abraham called is this what I called and there Abraham called on the name of the Lord this is a man of the altar I will just list one more but if you go through the book of Genesis you will find out that Abraham leaves this tent and goes to this tent he builds an altar he leaves this tent goes to here any place he finds fresh altar why not check verse 18 that's where we stop for and Abraham removed what his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre which is in Hebron and what I didn't hear you and what uh-uh. only 20% is talking and what said and built there an altar unto the Lord. He left and went and built an altar. He doesn't want to take chances. A man that is not building altar is a man that is taking chances. You are taking chances with the outcome of your life. If you want it to be consistent, if you want it to go beyond your will, because some days you don't feel like it. 
but there is an altar already built. Huh? There was an encounter I had when I had when I was doing youth service, and the encounter was built around an altar. That altar is consistent with nine beaches. Are you with me? So, as long as I do nine beaches, that kind of encounter will be consistent in my life. You know, you can be in charge of your life, your day. Those days I will pray through the night. I will come in the day. I will seem as if it will seem as if I'm in charge of everything. You don't know the power of praying in the night. It is not just to get results. It is to ensure that nothing happens in the day that is not the will of God. Praying in the night is more powerful. Is, I think that's, in my own opinion, that's the most powerful time to pray. I know some people will tell you that there is no difference. The difference is between heaven and earth. Now God answers you in the day or any time that you pray. But if you pray in the night, there is too many, there is too many things involved. Inclusive in it is sacrifice. Okay, you know they easy to wake up. Do you know? Do you know you can go without food for three days? You can't do it with sleep. You can't. You can even go seven days without food. Try sleep. You end up in the hospital. That's if you survive. Can actually die without sleep. But you can go without food. What is he telling you? That sleep is a bigger sacrifice than food. But you will not know until you do night vigil for six months. Have you not noticed that your body adjusted to fasting faster than night vigil? After one year of doing night vigil, you see the level. And then it's, you see the level. You see the level. But many of you have fasted to the point that fasting is not normal. As I'm telling some people, you need to eat for seven days in the morning. So that we'll be sure. Because some of you are now fasting for many reasons now. Some of them are not spirit. If you eat in the morning, hunger will catch you small. Because these days it has become normal for you. You know they even touch you again. Maybe so. It's no more touching. It's no more a sacrifice. Sometimes you even forget you are fasting. You are busy. It's night. It's night. If they ask you, I've been fasting since 21 days. There is not much sacrifice in it. So sometimes if I notice that, I will eat for two days. On the third day, I will wake up to fast. Try it. You will see what I'm telling you. I've tried it. It's working. It's working. It's working. On the third day, try to fast. By seven, something and then shake it like this. Hmm? Every food in the house will retain a very beautiful aroma. Anything edible. Hmm? And if you are in Betterama on that day, Bosa will now cook in them. Hmm? And the thing will be entering. 
you are speaking in tongues, but you are carried in the heights. So it is good. Now, then you will now know, you will ask the Holy Spirit for help afresh. But if it's not be jail, I assure you, you need to ask him every day. But let me confess. I was watching the preaching I did yesterday. I said, you be like, I used to watch it to correct myself and some other things. Some of the reason I watch it is for me to be charged too. Because some of you think it was a man of God that taught us this thing many years ago. The man took, takes his messages that is soaked with glory. He will bring it and say, the man, this is where the man behaved. The man that told the story said, the man brought it and said, brought the message and said, minister back to me. Put it back. And he was soaking his own message. not lie to you, I do it a lot. So when I was listening, soaking yesterday's one, I listened to it almost seven times. The thing was coming heavier. After some time, the thing came so heavy, I began to shake on the bed. The impartation, I was receiving fresh <laughs> You don't know mysteries, so let me leave you people, let me leave this place. So, you will not. There are mysteries. It is a proof that that thing is not didn't originate from a human being. It's divine. Just that the man angulated well. So one day he will need his own medicine. Me, I don't even wait for that one day. I know that same night, I go and take like two or five dosages. And then I will be... So that's not my story. My story is that I listened to a place where I said, Anytime I want to pray, pray! I said... As I was watching, I said, Oh, but it'd be like you don't over talk. Oh. As I was thinking the same thing, it'd be like Satan, they think I'm too. So in the night, I wanted to pray, my God. My eye was so heavy, like two bags of cement. You don't know how heavy your eyelids are. Try it. If your slumber comes, huh? you will find out your eyes is heavier than two boxes. You will be holding it like this. It will fall. You can't hold this your eye with your two hands. Try it like, do like this. It will still go down. I tried it. Try, try, try. I went and washed my face. I was not doing joking. I was doing joking. Because there is, we have a covenant with the night. I can't leave my altar without a sacrifice on it. Huh? It's only mortars that miss their days of engagement. The spirits that come, come to pay you, they will always come. You will be the one to default. These are how mighty men are made. Huh? The days when you feel the most incapable to engage your altar, that's the day your altar needs the highest service. These are the days that men are made. And I have, I have had experience enough in this mind to know that after those seasons, I always receive a shift in my life. I said, not that. In fact, I said, because of this sleep, I will add 30 more minutes. Because, and I used to say it out to 
The reason why you need to say it out sometimes is that sometimes there are external spirits trying to make you to misbehave. And they used to hear it. I used to say it even in fasting. Woke up by six in the morning and, and I'm shaking, doing what kinds of say? Ah. Okay. No, because I ate I ate yesterday night. That's why you are misbehaving. Because yesterday I ate twice. Ah, okay. Because my plan was to fast six to three. I said, okay. Come and carry me now. Come and eat. Let me see. Am I not is are you not my stomach? Come and put food. Let me see. I was saying it out. Food will not enter you till six. In fact, I will make it nine. In fact, I will make it twelve. You see, as if I heard somebody begging me, take it, take a easy. Easy, easy. Easy. We don't go try them again. Easy. I'm telling, try this thing. Try it. It will work. Say it out. Stop. Sometimes thinking is good, though. It can, but there are times you need to say it out. This hunger you are doing me this week. I wanted to fast two times this because, but because of this way you are misbehaving. I will do three more days. They will start telling you, my guy, person no will feel joke with you. <laughs> I don't know. There is a way I dramatize. I'm a virtual personality. So my powers is in constructing my experiences into my imagination. I make it a picture. That is why it's alive in my heart. So when I talk to you, you can also see the picture. That is my power. Don't want to go there. That's why I don't like my heart to be disturbed. Because many things go on in that place. It's, 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 it's a studio. I cook a lot of things there. If you stay around me, you must have Jota. Because I cook a lot of things. Let me leave. A lot of wisdom, all kinds of things comes out when I begin to cook. I think we need to stop here. I wanted to go for the half. One, two, three, four, five. Let's trust God to finish five tomorrow. Is it possible? Huh? <laughs> the people know that it's not possible. We'll try our best. Maybe in the next two years we finish it. There are many teachings we did not finish. I hope you know. I'm not, I'm not sure there is up to three we finished. And the thing is not just because we don't want to finish, but because the Holy Ghost is no more there. And if it's no more there, you are on your own. And sometimes, like this one, I wanted to stop last week. But I noticed that he's still here. And yesterday was a proof. And today is a proof that he's still here. Bow down your head and pray to God in the next two minutes. Tell him, let this teaching not end in my head. There is a young lady I'm seeing here. You don't even understand everything I'm saying. But that's not your problem. Your, your prayer now is, God, oh, this pastor, I'm not understanding everything he's saying. But it seems as if he's saying the truth. Help me to live it. Help me to enter into the experience. May it become my own. You are not praying. Desperate men cry out. Asatalia, 
One more minute. Sonship Conference is starting from the 2nd to the 4th of July. If you have not registered, especially the people following us online, you will have to register so that we will be able to account for all the logistics properly. Um, new centers are springing up everywhere. If you are in Port Harcourt, we will soon reach you physically. If you are in Abuja, we will soon, soon reach you physically. Amen. If you are in Owere, we are already in Owere for some time now. Even though we are based in... We are still facilitating our moves from the campuses. So we don't have something yet out of campus. We are blessed. So tomorrow we meet again by... 5 p.m. If you are in Lagos, you are in Lagos. If you are in Ekiti, you are in Ekiti. If you are in UNM, we are in UNM. If you are in Enugu, we are in Enugu. In fact, we are at Esutabani now. I started going to Park Lane, but nothing has come out of Park Lane. In Satabani, something came out. And we give God the glory. The last time I visited them, it was something else. The people there, the people I saw there were more hungry than the one I met at Parkland. The people in Parkland, they have drank a lot from me and nothing much has come out. Oh, ye tired side of. May the Lord bless you. Make I not talk like Jesus. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. May he not give up on you in Jesus' name. Amen. May he still visit back lane in Jesus' name. But the people there, they are, they are not good people. The first time I came, they, many of them stayed at the back. They are weighing me like this. Weighing me. Weighing me. Until fire fell. May you have fire. Amen. 
you want looking at Harry, you be like you know like fire. Anthony, fire is a fundamental necessity to live life on this earth, not to do ministry. If your appearance will be consistent with the destiny you are supposed to manifest, then your morphology has to be like fire. He made his angels spirits. But his ministers what? Flames. Any how a man appears in the spirit that is not consistent with fire is an appearance that is below measure. Fire. In Jesus' name. So from you already know from I think July what? Is our fifty days. Twenty what? Twentieth. From July 20th to August what? To September what? To September 8th. July 20th to September 8th is our 50 days retreat. It will not remain the same. It's not a promise. It's not a prophecy. It's just, it's just consistent with there are things that cannot but happen when other things. Jesus is coming soon. Anything you want to do, be doing fast. I'm telling you, it's not just about winning souls. It's also about the fact that in the age to come, men will rule according to, let me tell you, you'll be treated in the coming kingdom the way you treated Jesus here. Treated the church here. So if you became a babe, you just got born again and you just like it. Like that. You appear in the, com- the coming kingdom. You will be a babe. You will not appear in rulership. I don't want to go there. There is a mystery of coming. Huh? That's why we we extend rank in the spirit, because the rank you attain in this realm is not wasted. In fact, this place is preparation. The real time is coming, and the proceeds of this realm. This place is like exam. Huh? What you now got here is what they, when you say eternity forever, what is eternity forever? It is a realm of rulership and dominion. And in that place, God constructed it in such a way that you will not say his passion. So you can only um, rule based on the authority and rank you attained in this realm. So some people got born again, and all they are looking for is either heaven at last. That's as good as it is, that's not good enough. Or some people, all they are looking at. Somebody was saying that fornication, you know, I said, I wrote something on Facebook. I said, an anointed fornicator that does not repent, that continues in it, is going to hell. The person said, we agree that fornication is bad, but it cannot take somebody to hell. I don't have time. Maybe during the 50 days of Pentecost, we do a lot of doctrinal teaching. There are two seals on a believer. Huh? A believer has two seals. And those seals, I will teach it. I will teach it. It's a teaching. I don't want to make a statement and go. Because we need to excavate this. You study the scripture well. You will find out that 70% of scripture, the epistles, is, a, is warning. Have you bothered to check? Just read the epistles. 70% is warning, is instructive. 
fact, the Bible said, why do you expect God to be unjust when you are living the same way unbelievers are living and expecting to have a different judgment? May God have mercy on us. And when you see a problem in the society, it came from the church. Anything that... You see this way Nigeria is. That's the way the church is. You see this way Nigeria has bad leadership. Huh? It is a proof that the church has bad leadership. Corruption. It is a proof the church has corruption. Anything is first in the church. And people pampered. It is doctrine and teaching that pampered men to behave in a certain way. There is a way I used to teach here and some people will meet me after the teaching and say, Nah, Papa, that thing you said, oh, me, I'm guilty. Is it not because you heard it? If your pastor is telling you, glory to God, you are redeemed forever. If you like fornicate, fall upon a damsel. Impregnate the person. I bought it seven times. Glory, you are redeemed forever. Somebody is saying, Jesus. There are people that have aborted 50 times. Yes, guys. They have impregnated people. They have forgotten the number. They are just dishing out money for abortion. And the pastor said, Glory, you are redeemed forever. <laughs> May I not have the same Jesus like that person? May you not have the same Jesus with that kind of person. Your redemption is only active around your waste region. That's how you are redeeming sisters in churches. The man's redemption is where? Around his waste region. And he's redeeming sisters. Eh? He's, he's imparting spiritual substance. And many of them have become pregnant and they are aborting it. And they say, you, you and the person, you are going through this. If you see them in your heaven, run away. I'm coming. I will hammer hard on the body. I will hammer hard. It's a calling on my life. I will hammer hard. And I will start from teaching and show you in the scripture. The contention of the last days is two dimensional. Huh? The seat of governmental oppression in the last days is moving from two dimensions. One is power. The other is purity. You will not understand this until I teach you one day. You will see that all Satan achieves. If Satan achieves corruption, either by immorality, any means of corruption has weakened God's plan to zero. Between verse 1 and verse 4, God in Genesis chapter 6, God said, I can no more work with man. Four verses only of corruption in humanity, God can no more use man to work. And you think it's a small matter. Four verses only. And then the other is power. Not just power of manifest, governmental power, authority. I have a body now. If you see what God is showing me, I showed my brother small. His mistress locked up. He took me to wisdom behind. My guy is on. You 
Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before us.